Okay, everybody. Today I have a very excited husband. Jay just woke me up five minutes ago and said I had to do this. So I'm, like, st- <laughs> I'm still waking up, but hello, everyone. I was like, are you alive? You look like... <laughs> are you saying I look rough? You look like how 2020 feels. So That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need another haircut. He's had one quarantine haircut this whole year. And we're saving money on that at least. That's true. I haven't cut my hair either. We've been pretty frugal on the haircuts. And we don't wear clothes. I'm wearing Tanner's sweatpants. Well, we wear clothes. I, I, we just don't wear nice clothes. We wear the same clothes for like three days in a row. So we're saving money on laundry detergent, haircuts, laundry. you know, folding laundry, gas. We don't be, I think I filled the car with gas like twice this year you know we just really don't do much so well that's like our life anyways because a lot of people obviously are still like working from home or they've had to because their kids are learning from home but we don't we never really had a job we had to go to in the first place since for you two years ago yeah that's kind of sad to admit (laughs) this is our life Yep. What what's on the docket today, Jade? What are, what are we talking about on mommy's slash daddy's tell all today? It's just a fun episode. It's just you and me talking life. Talking life. We we are almost ready for our baby number three. So we are how many months pregnant or how many weeks pregnant? Thirty five. Well, uh, yes. So, but the time this episode comes out, I'll be like thirty five and a half. Emmy came at thirty six. Brooks came at 37. No, 38. It was? I had him at 38 and two days. Oh, all right. Well, 36 <laughs> for Emmy, 38 for Brooks. And we're hoping this one at least gets into November. So Yeah, my goal is, okay, so my goal is if I can keep this baby in till November, then I can have my midwife deliver my baby in our house. So this time around... We're doing a planned home birth, which, not an accidental right. home birth. Which wasn't the original plan. No, no. So at the beginning of the year, we went back to the doctor, the OB that we you know, had signed up for with, with Brooks. But who who has midwives? Who has midwives, but it's at the hospital that we, we were going to do a hospital well, birth Well, it's a again. birth center inside a hospital. All right, should you just say it? I don't know what I'm talking about. But it... All I know is I would be driving to the hospital yes. to have a baby. Yes. yes, it's a birth center in the hospital, but it's you know a little bit more of that traditional setting. Yeah, well, it's different because do you remember when people, there was a picture I posted of us after Brooks was born because I ended up having, even though he was born at home, we did end up going to the birth center just to double check everything and because I couldn't deliver my placenta either. Right. And so many people were commenting. They're like, oh, my gosh, why is your hospital bed so huge? And it's because on the birth center side, they give you queen size beds. Yas queen. Yas queen. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more of like they try to make it kind of more of a home environment. But with the hospital right next door, basically, in case you need. Right. It's the labor and delivery unit is literally, it's it's almost like it's inside the The hospital. Right. But. um, Which originally I liked because Jade had thrown around the idea of an at-home birth for both Emmy and Brooks. It's kind of what she was leaning towards. But I was like too scared. I was like, well, what if something happens and we need medical attention or surgery or something to save you or the baby's life? And like I, I, so we kind of arrived at that happy medium, a birth center inside of a hospital. And that kind of worked for us the first couple times. And we were planning on doing that again for baby number three here. 
But given the state of the world and COVID, there are so many other precautions that you know go into having birth or any medical procedure for that matter. But yeah, well, because when I first got pregnant, I, that was February, and then COVID hit in March, and we for sure thought everything was going to be done by now. Wrong. And it's like, wait, what, nine, well, how many months later? Six months later? Who knows what month it is anymore? And it's still here, so... But what were some of your concerns about having a... Well, no, it's not necessarily just that. It's it's my, just my intuition. Um, Right, this is what you kind of wanted to do all along. Yes. And I finally gave in. Yes. And COVID was a little sidebar of that. Yeah. I mean, if you would have asked me how I wanted to birth my babies before I even like, well, I did when I was younger, but then my parents got divorced and then I was like, I'm never getting married. But after my, I'm never getting married phase, if you would have asked me about birthing babies, I would have said I wanted a home birth and or, or a water birth, which I'm still not sure if I'm doing that, but. But we're going to get a, a, one of those tubs. We ordered a birth kit. So yeah. it comes with basically like a tarp, right? Like a plastic sheet for your bed. You have like a little tub that's going to go in our room it's or our like bathroom. It's not like a tarp. It's more like that's luxur- how I, well, it hasn't more luxurious yet. than that. This is how I envision it in my head. <laughs> I envision the whole room just tarped off so no. No, no stuff can get everywhere. See, Tanner doesn't watch home birth videos, obviously, no, or have seen any birth photography because nope. you would understand it looks very much like you're just in your own home. But no, I mean, like, obviously, coronavirus played a little bit of a role in it just because I want to have a safe environment for me and my babies. And I don't want to, which I know it's different now. Everything keeps changing constantly. But I would literally lose my mind if I was ever separated. I just read stories of women who were COVID positive and their babies were negative and they were separated. Like after, right after birth? Yes. For how long? Like one lady didn't see her because her twins were in the NICU, didn't see her babies for like 14 days. She didn't even see their faces after they were born. And did they have to like labor with masks on or how does that work? Yeah, I think like most hospitals right now are still making you labor with a mask. I know you can like refuse, but they want you to. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know because I stepped out of the hospital environment setting for my prenatal care so i haven't heard updates or kept up with updates because right now i'm just focusing on making it to november (laughs) so i can have my baby at home and we can just be here yeah no i'm i mean selfishly i'm looking forward to that 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 was 24 to 48 hours after the baby's born in the hospital feels kind of like you're in prison they don't let you leave they come check on you bring you bad food and like (laughs) just every hour they come in for like some test and you're just counting like you're counting down the hours till you can go home. Obviously, there's things in the hospital that are good. You get all, you know, you get the extra care and the help and the tests, and they, they double check and triple check everything. But it will be kind of nice just to like have the baby and just be able to like yeah take care of it at home. I, you know, I, I feel like unless there's something wrong, I feel like now that we're on child number three, like we kind of understand what to do. Well, and I think like the misconception is with home birth too is our midwife will stay six hours after I give birth. And do all the checks. And yeah, they yeah. stay, they monitor, they want to make sure that both you and the baby are, uh, all your vitals are normal. So she'll do like all the hearing tests that they no, do? No, that would, we would have to take the baby in. Okay. 
do the hearing test. So we still have to do that. Yes. That doesn't, that's, because that's like a, I'm not sure if that's like an audiologist, but that's somebody whose specialty, it's not your labor and delivery nurse who's performing the test, I don't believe. Gotcha. So it's somebody who's trained in that. But yeah, we're having a home birth. We're having a baby at home this time, not in the closet, preferably. No. (laughs) And this one is planned, unlike last one. Figured if we, since we did it last time accidentally, may as well do it at home on purpose this time. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I feel like, so I don't know if everyone knows too, but I feel like my intuition was, I just was really leaning towards wanting to birth at home this time and has nothing to do with um, our old like care, like the OBGYN that I was seeing and his midwives are amazing. Like I love Dr. James right? and he gives great, great care. And it was like nothing like I was unsatisfied with that. It was just, I kept just like returning to this thought in my head that just felt right for this, this time around and my safety and the baby's safety. And, um, it still makes me kind of nervous. I'm, I birth in general is risky. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I always worry about stuff like that, but, yeah. but I'm letting go and I'm letting live. I mean, we literally had a baby on yeah. our own. Right. I think honestly that probably made me more okay with it because I, I was so like almost anti, I wanted to make sure everything was going to be okay and go to the hospital. But after Brooks yeah. doing it at home anyways, with like next to no care you know the paramedics showed up 30 seconds before he came out oh like, yeah like two pushes yeah like i'm like well i mean you know we kind of did it at home anyways so what the heck's the difference um you know you realize that the female body can just kind of handle it i mean they handled for it the for the most part i mean when we'll think about yeah. humans historically right i mean cavemen where do you think they had them in the cave people back in the day had them at home or right you know, it's, I mean, I am low risk, so that's like why I am a candidate for. Uh, so, what happens if the, if the work, like something's wrong? Like, what happens if we go to the hospital? We just call an ambulance, go to the hospital, drive. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did have a friend who had her baby at home with a midwife, and a few hours after she had her baby, they were all snuggled up. She would like had like this perfect serene birth that she wanted, and then she felt like her baby just wasn't breathing right. So they took her in, and she ended up needing care. So it's something you you watch, you know, and her daughter's totally fine, but it's a risk with any like even at the hospital when you have a baby, there's risks. There's just different risks. But I'm low risk with my with my own personal health and how my pregnancy has been going. So I'm probably like a good candidate to just have a normal at-home birth. And what's the cutoff date, November 1st, November 2nd, of when we can do it at home? I can't. Right? Something, I don't, it's something like you that. You did the math. It's like, yeah, I'm just it, going by your math. It's basically like very early November. So. Because I have to be follow, 37 weeks. Yeah, you have to be 37 weeks to be a candidate for at-home. Otherwise, yeah. you have to go in. So if you're following along at home... Pay attention. Make sure there's baby no baby watch. Make sure there's no baby in October. Yeah. Let's wait till November, and then we'll just you know have three kids running around. We'll, yeah. to, we'll be switching from man coverage to zone. We're kids everywhere. Every. Maybe maybe this is the last one. I don't know. Maybe, That's a maybe question I, that people have been asking me. Uh, okay, let's segue into that then. Maybe okay. I'll get snipped. Maybe I won't. It slightly terrifies me. <laughs> you know, the thought of getting snipped is quite scary. You know. I enjoy sex, but, you know, maybe I'll just become celibate because then I don't have to get snipped. I mean... Right now, asking her celibacy probably sounds okay because she's so pregnant she doesn't want to have me near her, but... I'm that lady. Some some pregnant women have libidos. Mine is like... Gone. Gone. 
left I'm, the building. I'm too tired. But, you know, I get like maybe women who are, it's their first baby, you know? But I feel, like, yeah, I this feel is like my you, you kind of heard it. I'm so tired. You had a libido your first one with Emmy when yeah. Emmy was pregnant. And I, I actually was more like hesitant then. I was like, you know, it's weird. There's a baby inside of you. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, you about were like it. you were like that guy that was worried he was gonna like poke the baby. It doesn't know. work that way, but but yeah, I was kind of weird about it then. Now you know, now that now it seems like Jade's been pregnant forever since I've known her. <laughs> so like, I'm like ready to go now. Like whatever, it doesn't matter. So maybe there is a fourth coming because maybe you're pent up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I think three is probably enough. Yeah. Thoughts of another little girl, like a baby girl, would be kind of fun, but that's a lot of kids. Yeah, but then everyone tells me that has four or tells me that I need to go for four, that then your kids are like in pairs and they like have a buddy. And What is this, Noah's Ark? Why do they need to be in pairs? (laughs) I mean, it's like the buddy system. You know, when you're out in public, one takes care of the other. They just kind of watch each other. It probably makes... Think about it. Instead of you're talking man-to-man defense or, z- or zone defense, it's two over here, two over there. Then it's more like it's more they man. Keep each, they keep each other busy is what you're saying. And it's a little bit more man-to-man again because they're coupled compared to uh, three that are spread out. I don't, I don't know. know if it works like I that. I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make logical sense out of what people tell me because they tell me I need a fourth. Most people tell me that. They're like, don't do three, do four. I mean, I get that. I'm I'm the weirdo that like, if I get a dog, I get two dogs. Yeah. So I kind of understand, but I don't know. I just want to be able to like, not have diapers in the house at some point of our lives, and be able to like go to dinner and not set a timer because you know you're only gonna have to eat forty, you know, forty five minutes at the table. You have to, right now, I feel like we have to like look up the menus ahead of time and order as soon as we get our waters because like every second at a restaurant is valuable before the kids go mayhem. So like I don't know, it'd be nice to get back to like that life at some point, but we'll we'll see. Let's let's get this one out first. Let's get to three. Right now, what are the odds? I'd say eighty percent done. Wow, you're leaving a twenty percent open. That's pretty big. Okay, ninety percent done. I was like, wow. There's some wiggle room in there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my body is done. I've had a rougher pregnancy this time around. So that's like the only thing that would really be stopping me. And and the fact that, for one, my body. For two, finances. Children are expensive. Think about like all the things we could provide three children instead of having to like divvy it up to four children. Yeah, because like... I want all our kids, like I want all my kids to have their own room when, at least when they're older. I'm fine with them sharing a room when they're young. I like but, the idea of sharing rooms. Right, when they're younger, I'm cool with yeah. that. But like when they're like in, you know, middle school, high school, I'd like I'd like for them to have their own rooms. That uh, four kids plus a master plus if you want a guest room, I mean, we're gonna have to move out of California. Well, I mean, I'm talking just like I'm just talking like sports or diapers, the, food, uh, arts, you know, whatever like your child may be into, being able to take them to camps or you know things like that that like we may want to do yeah um and then my third reason was feeling like i can't give them enough one-on-one quality time which i know like everybody who has more kids than me they figure it out like you just figure it out i figured it out with two i'm gonna figure it out with three but it feels sort of like this guilty thing 
I don't want my child to feel like, oh, my parents never paid attention to me. Or when you call Brooke's middle child, like it hurts my feelings because <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel like I don't want him to ever have that like complex where he's like, I was just left in the middle and the, the first child got everything and the third, and you know, the third child was babied and here I was just ignored in the middle. So I think of those things. But if there's four, then there's two middles. That's what I mean. So then I feel... But are they the middle then? Technically, there is no middle if there's four. They're still in the sandwich. They're like, yeah, they're like the tomato and the mayonnaise, the, not the meat. What kind in the of middle. sandwich is this? I don't know. I don't even like tomato or mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm, I'm a meat and cheese only guy, so well, I don't know like, what I'm talking about. The, out, the two on the outside would be the bread, right? Well, I would assume. Who puts something other than bread on the outside of a sandwich? I know. Well, you're only putting Maniacs. tomato and mayo. Tomatoes and mayo in your sandwich. No, I don't. Meat That's what you only. just said. Okay, bad analogy. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then there'd be two middle kids. Maybe they, you know, they can be middle kids together. That's so, yeah, that's, I guess, the logic everyone tells me when they say have four. But can you imagine me being pregnant for no. the fourth time? No, I feel like, I mean, I know this is probably bad to say, but I feel like I've, since I've known you, you've all, always been pregnant. It's, I almost can't remember the time. You can't. We've, we've been married for what, almost five years. Yeah. And you've been pregnant for what feels like damn near three of them. Pregnant or like That's immediately true, nursing though. after, you know what I mean? When you consider the nine months plus, I you know, the, the couple months after that are like hard baby mode and your body's healing and, you know, you're breastfeeding and I, I mean, feel, I feel we... bad for you almost. <laughs> it's been an adventure. It is exhausting, but obviously worth it. I love my babies. Well, obviously. <laughs> but you and I, okay, so we knew each other for six months. Got married. Got married. And then we got pregnant a year after, like right before our first year anniversary. So we knew each other a year and a half before babies. Huh. And a lot of that was crazy because it was all bachelor stuff. Right. After the show, all the whirlwind. Yeah. yeah so like life's not normal then. So we've never really had normal couple time if you think about it yeah it's been limited but we did a lot of fun stuff because the perks of the show is you get to go cool places for free and we did some fun yeah. stuff although you were still working at the dealership right, i went right back to work so like my free time was limited you got to do a lot of fun stuff but we still did we did like little weekend trips and we did Mexico before we got married. But here, here's my mindset. The fact that this is this is why I wanted to crank them out all along. Let's get all the crank. babies done. My body's going to crank it. Yeah, your body's the crank. Crank them out, baby. But then there'll come a time where our kids, we can enjoy them and do all the fun things with our family. Once they reach a certain age, it's easy and they enjoy it too. What age is easy? I would say in my mind... <laughs> When I tell myself when I go to sleep at night that it will become easy <laughs> once the youngest is like five. Okay. So school age. Sure. You know, I picture like I see when I go out to dinner and there's like a family and they're like all at least like sitting there and like eating their food on their own and like ordering their food on their own and not screaming and not having diapers and like, oh, that sounds cool. And like families on an airplane, like each of their little kids is watching their movie on the airplane and peaceful and quiet and not <laughs> mayhem and you're not upsetting all the people around you. Like little things like that. that that's when I feel like it'll be easy. I'll pro I'm probably wrong. When a kid can buckle themselves into their own car seat. That'd be nice too. Or yeah. booster seat. Yeah, that's, you know, five. So if this is our last one, we can start doing those things again in five years. 
That sounds I, that, like a long time. We've talked about this before <laughs> on the podcast. I like you don't want to travel until. It's hard. I like staycations more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love traveling. That was like our thing. But the more and more kids we're, we're having, I feel like staycations are way better. I think we just need to be, I think, especially with you, which we've talked about this before, is that we just need to do a couple trips on our own. And we used to be those people that would take our kids on, all, or at least Emmy, on all our vacations. And I remember people being like, oh, I love that you take your daughter with you. But with more, I think it's just like less and less of a possibility for you to yeah, enjoy Jay, the yeah, vacation. Jay could do it. I have a hard time. And I want you to enjoy it because if you're not enjoying it, then I'm not I, enjoying I it. I turn into the biggest baby of all if things aren't going smoothly. You are my you are my fourth child. See, you don't need another one. I'm the fourth. Tanner needs to go check scores or something. So I'm going to call Carly and see why she keeps texting me for the last 10 minutes. So you said you wanted to talk about some relationship things. How, how has our relationship changed during this pregnancy? You tell me. How real you want me to get here, sister? You can get real. All right. I go through these little moments where I start to feel sad for myself or sorry for myself when Jade's pregnant and I lash out. But the, my mindset behind it is, you know, when Jade and I met, I got a good chunk of Jade's attention, right? And then when Emmy was around, I got less, but that's okay. I, I want Jade to put our kids first, right? I want Jade to always put all of our kids before me. I just want to make sure I'm at least getting something still. And I feel like with each kid, my percentage of attention has gotten so low during the pregnancy, especially that I have a feel. But nobody takes ignored. care of me. I get that. I'm talking. I'm, sp- <laughs> I'm just speaking from like right. my point of view only. Yes. And, that, and I, I, that's why I try to, for the most part, I try to just back off and let it be. But like, I always find myself during the pregnancy, like feeling like no one cares about me. And I know that's a very selfish thing to, to say, but I'm just being real. Like I know Jade's pregnancy and Jade's body and Jade's going through so much and that Jade does need to put the kids first. I just want to make sure my percentage stays, I, I at least get something. I don't want to get nothing. I don't know if it's like putting the kids first. It's just that they are dependent. Well, I want, I always want you to like, put it's the kids like needs, they, the kids they, needs first. they have to depend on me. Like, you know what I mean? I, they can't do things on their own. You are a capable man who can do things. Totally. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, f- I feel like at points during the Brooks pregnancy. Brooks won't eat breakfast to get open the fridge. I know. I know. I want all our kids. If, if, if you have a hundred percent, I want each of our kids to get 30, <laughs> 30 and 30. I just want to make sure I get, stay getting 10. Right. I don't want it to become one third, one third, one third, Tanner's zero. And I, I, in my head, I tell myself sometimes that I'm getting zero, even though I probably know that's not true. That's just something I go through each pregnancy. And then I get like a little moody probably because of that. Mm-hmm. And it puts a strain on our relationship. And I know it's just temporary, but it is how I feel. And I get a little sad about it. But sometimes. I'm not your mama. But you're my wife. Right. But like I also think it's good for you to have, this is what I've been trying to do for myself this pregnancy is I've never been great at self-advocating for myself. Like knowing my needs and then actually like pursuing them. Like I went to the chiropractor for the first time during my pregnancy, which is something I would have like always been like, oh, I know I need to go, but I never would have because I make excuses and I like tell myself I'm not like worth it or whatever, you know, 
or I'm fine. I just like blow it off instead of making myself feel better, which you have been doing. You've been golfing or you have your hobbies and everything like that. It's, it's like self-care too. things that maybe you need to like fulfill some of your own needs. Well, I do. And then you're so not, then I'll, you don't feel so bad about yourself. I'll interject. I feel like I do that. I feel like I do a, enough on my own actually that I, to keep myself busy because I can't like, get the attention like, from I'm you. I'm saying, okay, can I'm, I say this? Yes. As long as I get a rebuttal. So, yeah. So like you like massages <laughs> and I am <laughs> my, I am so tired. I literally could give you a five minute massage, you know, go get a massage and get that need met. Right. Like go get, go relax, go get relaxed. This, see, but here's, here's the thing. It's not the relaxation that I'm missing. I'm, I'm, yes, it no, is. No, it's not. I'm missing my wife a little. And I know you're here physically, and I know you're going through so much. That's why I feel so bad even saying this. I don't want I don't want people to hear what I'm not saying. I want Jade to put her body first, our kids first, the baby inside her first. I, I just miss my wife sometimes during the pregnancy. And I think there's probably a lot of couples out there that, that go through that. And I, like, I'm not trying to talk negatively about it. I understand why, and I, I want to come last. I just... It's not last, Tanner. You got to get out of that mentality. I know, but I'm telling you just how I feel when I'm down, when I'm thinking about it and I get in my own head and I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I know we're getting a little real and a little like emotional here, but I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying this is how I feel just on a very raw level. And I, I'm probably overreacting and I'm probably being a baby and too needy and I should just shut up. And I understand all the reasons why I, I just feel a little sad sometimes that like I don't have as much wife time you know what i mean and i i I miss you i miss that and i know this like stage is temporary but it it is hard and i know pregnancy is harder for you one zillion times more and i'm just being a whiny husband i i know that it's hard for us too a little bit in a a different way a way easier way than it's hard for you i'm just talking out loud and saying how i feel and i and i want husband wife time back not just mom time and i I feel like that each pregnancy gets less and less of that and i understand it it just it's just hard hard for me and i'm sure it's hard for a lot of guys but you could plan something it's not i can't take care of everything i'm not asking you to babe yes you are i'm not sure there is a right answer i'm not asking jade's crying now i feel bad I'm even getting a little teary-eyed. I, d- I just miss I just miss my wife because she is so tired or busy with her own pregnancy, her kids. It's just hard. I think that's why there's most couples go through some hard times and things are tough because there is so much going on. But you could plan something. I don't have the mental capacity to take on more right now. I get that. I'm not sure planning something does anything. It's just why. I mean, like if you're wanting wife, husband and wife time, then like we do sometimes like your mom comes over, we have a sitter, we go and we do something like carve out the time or something. I'm already underwater. I, I see that. I know that. And I'm not trying to make you cry right now or make it a thing. I'm just speaking on this podcast about how I, I can get myself feeling sometimes, whether I know it's right, wrong acceptable unacceptable that's it i'm trying to to speak my inner voice inside me when i'm feeling down because i'm sure there's lots of women that listen to this podcast who's maybe their husband is acting out or getting a little pissy one day and i'm just explaining the reason why i get that way i'm not saying i need more from you i know there's not any more to give or take I mean, just, I wish I could. It makes me feel not good enough. You are good enough. And all of you women are good enough. I'm just 
trying to provide some perspective that at least for me each pregnancy it seems like it gets more and more that i just feel more and more on the back burner which is okay fundamentally i want it that way it's just at times throughout it i get a little pity party for myself and i you know it might lead to a few arguments and like moodiness and you have to make sure you just figure out a way to fight through that whether that's by yourself as a couple i don't know yeah but if you go by where i am on my own list I'm not even on the burner. <laughs> right. And I, that's why I'm saying I feel selfish even saying that because I know that you are, I mean, you are going through so much more. Your body's changing hormones. You still have so many responsibilities, you know, whether it's your work or whether it's your kids plus me. Um, I, I get that. I, I'm not comparing. I, I, not, I know for a fact I've got it easier than you during a pregnancy. I'm just stating from when I'm in a pity party mood and I'm feeling a little sad about something or left out or whatever the case is, that's where my mind you goes. You want to play Baby Shark over and over? I, I mean, <laughs> you feel left out. I mean, I'm just, yeah. And I, and I know that you probably feel left out personally on a personal level that you have no time for yourself or that your body isn't your own. Well, that's that's a- why I feel bad even saying this because my little whines pale in comparison to the real struggle you're going through. I'm just saying that as a husband and wife or partners, you know, whatever situation you have, when someone is going through this and that they can't give you the attention that maybe you were used to getting, you either have to deal with it or figure things out to, to pacify it. I think it's just like what I would wish would be an ideal situation is when people will go through certain struggles throughout their life, no matter what, like if they lose a family member or if, you know, if they lose a job or, you know, whatever they may be going through, you know, we all were going to go through struggles. And for the partner, I feel like that partner should just learn how to support. So that's what I feel like. I know it's like, you just kind of need to realize, which I don't want to say like this isn't a season about you, but this isn't a season about you and how you can step up and support us because eventually it will balance out. Right, and like and, we've talked, and, and that is my that is my mindset. Ninety nine percent of the day is just that one percent. We're like, maybe, and it's not like I don't want to not give you right what it, you need. It's just those random times where like I get like I said I get feeling down on myself or I would get sad that I don't know like you didn't give me any attention that day and I got whiny and I like I miss you and things like that and like yeah um, well and like physically right now it's very hard like I'm very I'm at the very pregnant stage like physically it's very hard for me to really I feel like I can't provide for anybody right it's like hard for me to even like I can't play chase with Emmy because I can't freaking run and I know I just it's just been hard when you when you've had this many. I mean, you've been pregnant for so long, and I, and I can only imagine how hard it is for you. It just feels like you, we've gone through a gauntlet of just babies and tired and pregnancy and struggle and like yeah. And I'm not change. a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm not 26 and doing this. Right. Even though that's no, I mean, everybody's pregnancy is so unique and situations are so unique. So that's not really. Yeah. We just have to do a better job of understanding. I've got to do a better job of understanding that I need to come last now. That's not it. I hate that you say that. (laughs) But I do. There's not a list of who gets treated with more attention. It's, It's just who has bigger needs that have to have to be attended to. Like. I said, like, you can go poop on your own, Tanner. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) 
you know how to give yourself a bath, you know how to get dressed, you know how to do your own laundry. Like it's just stuff like that. It's just, that's my role. I have children that I have responsibilities. I'm obligated to keep them safe and keep them secure. Totally. I'm just saying, I miss you. I know. Yeah, it's not about necessarily my needs. I just miss you. I know. Our time used to be when the kids went to bed, we would spend our adult time together. But now you're so tired, you go to bed when they do. And like, I just miss you sometimes. Now I'm getting emotional talking about it. It's not a, it's not a, I need this or I want this necessarily. It's at the raw level of it, I just miss you. I miss you too. And like, it sounds silly because we're around each other so much. But like, I'm, <laughs> like 24 seven, but, but we're not at the same time because it's, we're tied up doing other stuff for our family all day. Right. And then we don't even get that time at the end of the day anymore. Well, and this is like the first pregnancy where I, like I said, I've been trying to be a self advocate, you know, like I've been trying to say like, I, I need my sleep, so I'm going to sleep because I had a really rough postpartum with Brooks and I'm trying to like. I get it. It's just hard. I think at the end of this, at the end of the day, from this conversation, we can all understand that it's just hard, and I know it's way harder for the the, the mama, but it's hard for the dad, and it's probably hard for the kids, and it's just hard hard in general. You're going through change, and we're trying to survive it. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just tough. It's a, it's a tough season of life. Sorry, it's, people it, that have to listen. Yeah, sorry, we, did, we to didn't this mean this crying. We fest. didn't mean to ramble going through therapy <laughs> sessions, but I think it's just a hard, you know, hard season of life. It's yeah. an amazing season of life with so much happiness, but there's tons of change and there's tons of adjustment. As strong as you want to try to be and not worry about your own needs, I guess they still pop through from time to time. And well, I think like the best thing we could do is try to be more intentional. And maybe have like when your mom comes over and she just she's really great with taking Emmy out, but we should just have her take Emmy and Brooks, and we just like intentionally set a date or a time, or, you know, the next three hours we're gonna do this together, and you just kind of have to do it instead of just like floating and waiting, and then like you know you approach me for something and it's just like the wrong day, the wrong time, or you know what I mean, instead of just planning something right yeah i think you have to it's a good it's a good season of life just, it is I don't, I don't want all these tears and the sadness and the struggle to like make people think i've cried bad. every day this right. week so yeah. <laughs> we're happy everything is good it's just you know there are little things that make it hard and i think tons of people can probably relate to that yeah for sure i mean in any stage of marriage too i feel yeah, it's the, not just the juice is 100 percent worth the squeeze just Sometimes the squeeze hurts along the way. Yeah. And then add in the mix, 2020 coronavirus election year. <laughs> yeah. With all the, the world is so oh crazy right now on top of all this. It's, yeah, it's been a tough year. It, it, I, and obviously we're luckier than most. Um, I mean, we're healthy. We're safe. Yeah. We're, yeah everything you know, for the most part in our lives is, is, is happy. There's some tough changes and things going on. But at the end of the day, I just miss you. Well, we should figure out how to change that because I just think it's more about being intentional because I've been being more intentional with myself this year. And like I said, it's silly, but I went to the chiropractor for a ligament that was being pinched off, which was preventing me from even walking. And normally I would just like deal with it till the baby came, you know, because the feeling will go away once the baby's out. 
but I went and I was just like, wow, I really needed somebody to care for me. You know, I really needed someone to, to help me. And I felt really good about being proactive and doing it and actually seeking care and, and fixing something. So we just need to be maybe a little bit more intentional about each other. Agreed. Can we stop the cry fest on both of us? Well, yes. Now? Once the waterworks start going for me, it just flows. But it's healthy to talk about. I mean, it's very healthy. It's, now we don't have need to go to therapy. We can just do these podcasts. <laughs> this is what therapy's like, I feel. It's just we don't have a third person in the room. You guys are our therapists. Yeah. This is our medium tell, for therapy. Tell me why I'm wrong in the comments. <laughs> oh my gosh. All the Us Weekly articles now that are going to be written. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to talk about my chiropractor exp- I want to talk more about my midwife too can I talk about these things go wild baby because I really feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting the care that I personally feel like fulfills me as a pregnant person go for it <laughs> Tanner's like I'm gonna take a nap yep. <laughs> wake me up when it's, this part's over no I want you to listen to this because Tanner hasn't met our midwife yet. You've only spoken to her on the phone. And her name is Ashley. And uh, Yeah, because all these all the rules now, like you can't even go. Well, can't you can't bring kids half the places. You would be allowed to right now, but she's going to come at the 36-week appointment and tour our house. So you'll, you'll meet her in person then. All right, cool. That's one difference is like my midwife was allowing um, spouses to come to or children to come to the appointments, which may be different in different states, but in California – where I was going before, I wasn't allowed to. But I found my midwife, Ashley, through actually just Instagram because she has a Instagram. Instagram following too many birth accounts. But actually, Becca Martinez had her baby boy this year at home with Ashley's partner, midwife partner, Lindsay. So that's kind of how I got connected with Ashley. And I had talked to Ashley in the beginning when we first found out we were pregnant and I really just like vibed with her, just everything that she talked about and the way she spoke about birth and the way she talked about how my experience would be. I really was drawn to it, but then we were so worried about everything. We just decided to go back to Dr. James's office, which was great. Like I wasn't having any complaints, like I said, but, um, when I first went in for my first midwife appointment, it just felt so different. It felt like just the patient care is different and it just depends on your preferences. Like some people, like they want to have more of like a Western medicine, although Dr. James is pretty holistic, but she sat down and she, she did everything from like a holistic perspective. We didn't only just talk about my pregnancy and my body, but like the dynamics of our family and um, my mental state and my, you know, and my physical state with other things. And like, um, just it felt and like my children and the, the dyna- dynamics of their children. And it just felt like I was talking to somebody who actually super going to be super invested and really care about my pregnancy, my birth, my postpartum, you know, and my child. And it, but it feels more mother-based care on top of the the baby, the, the baby, the fetus care, which you don't really get in a hospital setting. It's more just about how the pregnancy is going to where I felt like she cares about me as a person. So that's something that I was like, this is where, especially for this pregnancy, 
This is like this is where I need to be because I'm really trying to have a good postpartum because three is a lot of kids. So how are you going to do it? You're going to do it in the tub, on the bed, on your knees, on your back. <laughs> what am I, I? I need to picture it in my mind since. I'm used to like the hospital setting. Now it's going to be in our bedroom or bathroom, whatever. Well, we only had a hospital birth really with one yeah, baby. True. And I did have a tub in my room. But so I'm, I did labor in my tub. But I'm trying to envision this day. So when you okay. when your water breaks, we're going to call the midwife. She's going to drive over to our house. Well, that might... Some, some women go into labor before their water breaks. Okay. I know that's been our experience with Emmy and Brooks is that I... My water broke, and then I then my contractions, um, like came on, but some women will have contractions before their their water breaks. Right, but just, okay, let's, let's, just for simplicity reasons, walk me through like <laughs> we're just watching a movie. Okay. Well. And the water breaks. <laughs> what happens? Give me the give me the rundown, the play by play. I mean, we call my midwife. Okay, and then what do you do? You go upstairs. And she's gonna she's gonna immediately come because this could be a precipitous labor again. We don't know. Which means fast. Under three hours. Okay. So you're going to go up and lay down. I'm going to put that fancy tarp-like sheet over our bed. And I you're guess. you're going to go this lay is, down. Well, we should probably... I mean, I don't know. Ashley's going to be here for our 36-week appointment, and she'll do the rundown. So I don't really know. But we'll have a tub in our room. We'll probably already have it blown up, just sitting there, if we want to do the water birth. We'll fill the tub up. We'll... Clo- what temperature water would you like, honey? I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's like See, a... See, we have a lot to learn still. We still do. You're about to pop this baby out and I don't even know what's happening. I know. That's why she comes. That's why she does the home tour. We'll call your mother. She'll come over. She'll come over to watch the babies. The kids. And are you going to do it on your knees, on your back? I definitely I definitely know. You know I don't like to labor on my... Or push on my back. So you're going to be on your knees. Whatever, whatever. Probably. I'm just trying to picture this day I'm so I don't animal. freak out. I don't, yeah. I'm an animal. Okay, you said it, not me, honey. <laughs> Once I get into transition, uh, which is what I went straight into with Brooks, it's like a different world. You're in labor land. It's, it's, you're not even like yourself. You are in another realm. And, my instincts just take over. So whatever my instincts tell me to do, I am just going to trust. But I feel like hands and on my hands and knees in that kind of modified position. Just, just probably on the bed, I assume. Feels the best. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like... So with Brooks, I was leaning over the bench, you know, and I was kind of propped up just on my knees. I kind of like that position. So maybe I'll like lean on you or... a exercise ball or the tub on the side of the tub if i'm outside the tub something to lean on and then what baby comes out midwife will cut the cord or i'll cut the cord yeah she checks the baby cleans you up yeah and then she just chills for a few hours makes sure nothing bad happens and she goes home and then we just have a third kid yep i mean she probably will help a little bit with like latching and all that and just making sure we're settled and if we have any needs and obviously like the vitals and everything that they, they do all that. She's then I'm supposed to sleep in this bed for the rest of my life. I'm sure they'll help clean that up. The whole birth kit leaves the room. You don't just besides pre women who have precipitous births are at a less risk 
of bleeding out because they don't have a lot of blood. Do you remember how everyone freaked out about our closet? And they're like, your white carpet. Yeah, your, it your actually was surprisingly clean. I had very, yeah. very little bleeding. I was shocked, to be honest. And I, I thought, guess that's I thought a- the whole room would be destroyed. There'd be blood on the ceiling. <laughs> but it was actually very, very clean. Yeah, that's because I, I bled very little. But I also didn't deliver my placenta at home. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Hmm. Some of the afterbirth did not come out. We might need a new mattress after this. Are you going to be traumatized? Are I you just going to think every time you get into bed about... The baby was born here. <laughs> I think that about our closet sometimes when well, I Well, I do too. There. Goodness gracious, what am I getting myself it's into? Brooks's closet. But yeah, that'll be here soon before you know it. Could be a couple of weeks, could be a month. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I think our time is up, Tanner. Yeah, we rambled for quite a while, didn't we? Well... We had a we had a therapy session, that's for sure. Yeah. But thank you for coming on. This one is not as like normally we do like funny weird questions. This one got a little bit real. Real. It did. Sorry for that. <laughs> I'm sure people will appreciate it and actually it's good for us like we talked about because it's kind of a great way for us to communicate where we don't get super pers like we don't take things super personally because we're also on air. <laughs> you know, like you, you like, you don't. Yeah, we can't get too defensive or yell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually more of like a calm environment to speak to each other. Yeah. Maybe. Th- therapy with Jaden Tanner. Maybe every time we just need to like talk, we just turn on my mics and come in the office and act act like we're doing a podcast jade won't actually be recording it just she'll just make me come in here and have these talks (laughs) i need another podcast from you yeah yeah, right Uh uh-huh actually i have this issue (laughs) thank you tanner for coming on and being honest as always i feel like that's something that you're very good at um when you come on here is being yourself being honest So if anything, people should be able to appreciate that. And I'm sure there are lots of people who are on your, I don't want to say sides. Well, no, that's the whole thing. There shouldn't be a side. And I I don't want there to be because I know, know, at the end of the day, I know the mom's side. They just relate. Maybe you just relate. I know the mom's side is right. I'm just trying to speak about what I think. Nobody's right. Well, I know, but I know the mom's side. Like during this stage of life, you, you are more important than me and your health and the baby's health. I don't like this, the way you like, I wish you didn't feel that way. All right. Well, we'll save that for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, we're just trucking. We're just trying to get through, you know, but this was good for us. We figured out some things. So I love you. I love you too. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening as always. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in and hearing Tanner and I hash everything out. Next week, Carly and I will be back to normal podcasts. And next time I'm on, we'll do a fun, Next time we'll be happy. <laughs> cheery one. We'll next time you're jokes. on, we'll have to do another um, Tanner version of the birth story. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We did that with Brooks. That was fun. Deal. All right. All right bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. From, From the, the Westwood, Westwood One Podcast, Podcast Network. Network.